You may be seated. Good morning. And greetings in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's great to be here today as we gather once again, once again together around God's word and the gospel found in John chapter 15. Uh, as we're going through this series that we're calling Abiding in Christ. We're exploring how the fruitful life comes as we abide in Christ, rooting ourselves in his word. We've looked at Jesus' teaching where he says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Remain in me or abide in me and I in you and you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. We've dug deep into this passage over the last four and now five weeks, uh, exploring the themes of what it means for us to abide in Christ and for him to abide in us, for us to be fruitful. Last week, Anne-Marie spoke about how we are created for natural rhythms of work and rest, of Sabbath, rather than just work, 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 and more work. And in a way, today's message is going to be uh, perhaps a part two to what Anna Marie shared last week. This week, we're looking into the verse, uh, the Jesus's words uh, in verse two. Every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it can be even more fruitful. We're going to look at what it means for God to prune our lives so that we can be even more fruitful. Our text said that, he, uh, that God himself prunes every branch that is fruitful so that it can bear more fruit. And so what does this idea of pruning mean for us? Let's get into it. And I don't know about you, but I'm not really a horticulturist. Uh, I'm a pastor. And so I've actually, I've had to do a lot of research into uh, gardening, horticulture, uh, all of, you know, watched a lot of YouTube about growing grapes. Um, and what I've learned is that, you know, I was a little bit fuzzy on what this idea of pruning means. I've read it over and over again. But what is pruning? It's the process of removing healthy growth and trimming back healthy branches in a vine or a plant uh, for the sake of being able to grow even more fruit than it naturally would. So what does that mean for us? You see, when a vine grows, it grows both leaves and fruiting buds. You know, this is our, this is our biology lesson for today. Uh, it grows fruiting buds on its wood and tendrils along with leaves. And it extends out so that the leaves reach up towards the light, which are its source of energy. The problem with this is that oftentimes the bunches of fruit they're heavier, and so they don't extend as high. They end up growing beneath this canopy of leaves. And what the leaves do is they eventually start shading out the bunches of fruit so that the fruit production of the vine is stunted. When you think of a grapevine, you probably think of this, right? Yeah. You, know, you see these big, uh, round bunches of grapes uh, on these vines that sort of spread out uh, on these trellises. Uh, 
But this is, this is what a vine that has been cultivated and pruned looks like. This next picture up here is what a grapevine looks like in the wild. These large, expansive leaves uh, uh, sort of spreading out. And then you see these weird little spindly bundles up there. And those are actually the, the bundles of grapes. You might even need to zoom in <laughs> to see those delicious grapes, right? Um, in fact, naturally growing grapes like this, uh, they are actually pretty like small and bitter. They don't really taste very good. And for a wild branch, this is functional. This makes sense. Branches go big and wild, but their fruit is small and bitter. For the sake of producing fruit, pruning is a non-negotiable. You see, by pruning back these growing branches, it makes way for large, abundant clusters of fruit to grow. And it's very similar in this life that we live. You see, we were not created to live wild and overgrown lives. Stretched out and spread thin with small, bitter fruit. No, we were created for a purpose. We were created to worship, praise, and glorify God. To love him. And also to love others. And to spread the love of God to those who don't know how dearly loved they are. You see, as branches abiding in the true vine that is Jesus Christ, we were created to bear fruit. And abundant fruit only comes when pruning happens. So in the spiritual sense being talked about in this passage, what is pruning? It's God's word and it's God's word and his spirit shaping, leading and guiding our lives as we discern his will. You can think of it like this. Pruning is the spiritual discipline of letting God teach us when to say yes and when to say no. As we abide in Christ, following him, trusting him, he leads us through seasons of pruning and fruitfulness. Times when we grow and times where we cut back. Seasons where we say yes and seasons where we need to say no. And I have to admit that I think this is something a lot of people struggle with. Maybe it's you. It's definitely me. I'm not good at knowing when to say yes and when to say no. You know, many of us throw around the word yes a bit too liberally. You know, how many of you have had this experience where something comes to you, an opportunity or uh, a chance to do something, and you say yes only to feel a sense of stress settle in shortly after as you think to yourself, wait, do I really have time for this? Do I have the capacity to actually do this? Do I have the gas in my tank to do this well? 
the thing that I often see happen is that many of us are good at yes. We're actually too good at it. And every opportunity that comes up, all of the good things that come across our plate in this life, we say, yes, I'll do that. Yes, I can do that. Yes, I can do that. And then all of the sudden, the calendar is full. The days are long and busy in the Sabbaths. The days of rest in the presence of the Lord are few and far between. We're doing good things, but it stretches us thin. It weighs heavy, and eventually the burden becomes so heavy that sometimes we break under it. And often what happens in these cases is that we burn out and we begin to pull away. We pull away from those who love us. We pull away from friends. Pull away from the things we were involved in. Pull away from even our communities of faith. And sometimes we even pull away from God. Maybe you've had the burnout experience before. This is why the pruning work of God teaching us to say no is so important. And I think that there are people here who need to hear that today. No is not a bad word. It can be easy to feel bad when we say no. But we should actually feel a little worse when we say yes when we should have said no, right? No is not a bad word. You know, I think that just as common as it is for us to say yes too often, we don't say no often enough. And yet no is the thing that opens up space in our lives for us to be truly fruitful, truly present for the things that we do say yes to. We have a fascinating example of this very thing in the book of Acts in our reading today. In Acts chapter 16, Paul has this desire to go and preach the gospel in a place called Bithynia. But according to Acts chapter 16, verse 7, it says that the spirit of Jesus would not allow them to go. And I've always thought of that as a, a fairly strange passage. Apparently, Jesus doesn't want Paul to go preach the gospel, at least not in this one specific location at this specific time. I've often wondered, why would the spirit of Jesus refuse to allow Paul to preach? And how? Like, how did this happen? You know, I don't imagine that Christ is standing at the bridge to Bithynia saying, none shall pass. But the reality is that for some reason and in some way, Christ shut the door for Paul. Something that seemed, for something that seemed like downright godly, you know, going to preach. But then Paul has this vision of a man in Macedonia saying, come and help us. And he sees this confirmation from the Lord who says, I told you no here so that there could be a yes over here. As abiding branches, our call in this life is not to say yes to every good thing that comes our way. It is to trust in the leading and the guiding of the Holy Spirit alive and at work in our lives. 
It's learning how to say no. Making room in our lives for Christ to bear abundant fruit when he calls us to say yes. And this can be a difficult and painful process sometimes. Pruning out the excess busyness. The things that may be good, but ultimately stretch us too thin to give our all to anything. We're going to slow down here for a second. And as we do, I'm going to ask a few questions, and I want you to take those questions before the Lord in prayer this morning. Be honest with yourself and be honest with God. Because I believe that when we do, he speaks into our lives. His spirit nudges and guides us. It gives us wisdom and discernment. And so take these questions to the Lord this morning. Do you feel spread too thin? What is keeping you busy? Are you currently experiencing stress and anxiety? Do you feel fulfilled in what you're doing in life right now? Your answers to these questions as you take them before the Lord in prayer might just be a sign to you that it is time for a season of pruning. As we lay our lives before God, abiding in Christ, being molded by his word and guided by his spirit, God shows us when to say yes and how to say no with confidence. And in doing so, our no to one thing opens up space for a yes to something even greater. You see, the point of pruning is that we were created for abundant life. Not a life that is cushy or easy, but a life that is meaningful. A life that finds contentment in the midst of the floundering and unsatisfied culture we live in. A culture that is stressed, busy, overextended, an overgrown mess with sparse and bitter fruit. And into this world, Jesus says, I came that you might have life and have it to the full. And that doesn't just mean eternal life after we die. 
It does mean that, but it's not just something guaranteed for us someday in the future while we continue to live in our brokenness here and now. It means abundant and fruitful life in this world too. It means that trusting that when Jesus teaches us, he is teaching us a better way. It is trusting that obedience to the word of God is best. Not because our obedience earns our way into heaven, but because it is a glimpse of heaven today. When we live in obedience to the teachings of Christ. It's abundant life. And you see, that's the promise and the invitation that Jesus gives to us as we abide in him. That he will be our anchor, our source. That he is the one in whom we find new life, abundant life, and eternal life. pruning. It's the challenging and counterintuitive spiritual discipline of submitting ourselves to the yes and no of God, of letting his word teach you how to discern, of knowing when it is time for something to end and something new to begin, of knowing the seasons where God is growing you and preparing you for a harvest of much fruit. Today we'll finish, as we have in the weeks before, with a prayer from Andrew Murray's book, The True Vine. And I invite you to pray it in your hearts with me as I pray it out loud. Blessed pruning. God, your pruning. We rejoice in the assurance that we shall bring forth much fruit. Amen. I invite you to stand as we continue our worship singing, A Vision Seen, A Call Obeyed. <laughs>